Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This time, Roger and I watched Season 3, Episode 10, The New Neverland. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the Enchanted Forest, Snow and Charming are about to take their honeymoon. Snow tricks Charming into going on a quest to find something to defeat Regina, the Gorgon Medusa. When Charming is turned to stone, Snow reflects Medusa's image back to her, turning her to stone and returning Charming. She learns that they have to live their lives, even though Regina is a threat, and they decide to start a family. In Storybrooke, our heroes return, but Emma is instantly suspicious of Henry's behavior. When they let Pan out of the box and discover that he's actually Henry, they race to save Regina from Henry, who is actually Pan. Pan steals the dark curse from Regina's vault and plans to create a new Neverland. Roger, what do you think of this episode? If the episode were the storybook part, I'd say this is a good episode. The I don't understand what I was supposed to take away from this flashback relative to this story. Yeah, I agree. I I actually like this episode more than I thought that I was yeah, going to. Agreed. And I I actually didn't think there was anything wrong with the flashback. I just don't really understand why it was part of this episode. It was out of place, and yeah. <laughs> there were like exciting things happening that I'd rather have seen just expanded upon. Like I don't, I just. It felt like they just like, we need a flashback, do it now. Well, and they were really trying, and I'll talk about this a lot more later, but they were really trying to tie together this life of ma- life is made of moments situation. And we get that across the flashback, sure. etc. But the important thing about that is that Emma learns it. So it doesn't make sense that the flashback is not about Emma. <laughs> or about Emma interacting with someone. Like, it doesn't make sense. It, it wasn't a necessary flashback yeah. here. And, and it was actually fine. Like, yeah. I, I thought that I hated it, and I, I didn't. The reason I hated it is because it didn't belong here, not because I thought it was a terrible flashback. It was like... Great lines, great chemistry between them, as always. Like, it was fine. Actually, this is the Charmings I love. Uh-huh. I miss them. Um, this reminds me of Tiny. Remember I said, like, Tiny is a fine episode. Yeah. But when I want to watch Manhattan, I don't want you putting Tiny in front of me. I want to watch what Pan's doing in Storybrooke. I don't want to see this flashback here. Somewhere else, this would be great. This could have been earlier in the season or next season or next half season. But this is just like, it feels jammed in. This, I I feel like, so Arrow, we both watched Arrow Mm -hmm. and like Arrow. It feels like that when the flashbacks finally caught up and you're like, they're like, oh, what are we, what are we, what are we going to do now? Let's go forward. (laughs) Not good. Not good. (laughs) Not good. Uh, Should we start in... The Enchanted Forest? Yeah, I, I think it's quick enough. <laughs> okay, that's a good reason. The cut to Regina is one of the funnier cuts they ever make. Her hair also looks amazing, and I'm really sad that we only got to see it in the reflection of that. Oh, yeah. It was, like, all down, yeah. and, like, she usually has her hair up, and I like it when it's down. No, that's true. But, like, they, I think Snow is saying, like, hey, she helped us get back here. Everyone think this is, like, because of her. And then it immediately cuts to, I will destroy your happiness. <laughs> yes. So while I've been saying don't show me evil Regina, that's a funny way to show me the old evil Totally. Regina. That was a good, I can't say that word, juxtaposition of those two like characters. It you said great. it right. I did. Yay me. Good job. Good word. I used a good word properly. Uh, so that that was funny. That Again, good comedy. I also, the line that Regina delivers to Snow when she's spying on her through the reflection of the shields. We should talk about that a little bit more in a second. Okay. Um, I didn't realize I can just sit back and let you destroy your own happiness. Which is, the way she delivers it is pretty funny, but it also, again, feels very misplaced. Like, why didn't we talk about this when Snow was struggling with her heart of darkness? Like, what? 
Did they just film this and then not know where to put it and decide that this was where they were going to put it? This seemed more appropriate with the Heart of Darkness storyline. And that's also something Regina would have said right after the Black and Fish line. Yeah, totally. I don't get it. Yeah, it's weird. Also, this is the first time that we learned that she can just, like, talk to Snow through mirrors. And, like, watch them whenever she wants. No, um... We, we know that she could watch them. But I had not seen her interact with, like, Snow, just, like, spying on her like this. Not that I recall. In, I mean, it's not in the past, but in Storybrooke, after Snow um, blackens her heart, mm-hmm. she she can tell that Regina is watching them through the mirror, and she, like, breaks the mirror in her house. In? In Storybrooke. Oh. In the loft. But that is... She's also not speaking with her in the mirror. Like, sure. It's a watching. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's like a read-only mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> read-only, yes. Does this mean that she can spy on them all the time? Apparently. And uh, if the this episode was very saucy, as you noted, there's a lot of sex references in this episode. So when they're making tacos, Regina could just be sitting there and just be in the third wheel, huh? Yeah. I think that that would kind of like be the opposite of what she wants not to see. Not if she see. could ruin it. That's true. <laughs> Just like wait until the perfect moment and then yell something. Hard to set the mood when you got the evil queen being like, "That's not right." Charming did that better with me. Would definitely oh, start a conversation. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Also, that's just kind of creepy. I I also love that this entire flashback is is your uh, your favorite. Don't push it, and then she just instantly does it. Does Snow ever listen to her damn husband? Oh, but he knew what he was getting into. He says that himself. Yeah, no, he did. But I'm just like, who tricks their partner into a honeymoon to kill Medusa? <laughs> I fell in love with you on a troll bridge after you robbed me and hit me in the head with a rock. I knew what I was getting myself into. Which, these two here are great. Yeah, I, I actually are. really, and I actually really like them in Storybook. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is kind of what I've been saying all season, is that in these places, these two shine. I just didn't need them in Neverland. The staging of oh, yeah. when she like gets the sword and the bow and arrow and then he's just standing in the middle of the road and she seems so surprised and he's like, I know you. I know you. It, it, it's very much like the, you know, like a parent who thinks that, uh, you remember when Wendy Darling says like, parents always think that they can't, uh, they can see everything and they don't understand what's right under their nose and the parents are like, oh really? <laughs> this was charming, essentially yeah. being the parent, like Snow. This was very obvious. I also loved his delivery of, she's like, oh yeah, there's this creature. And he's like, what kind of creature? (laughs) It's like, I guess we can do this. I also liked that he's like, I am not going to allow my wife to do this. And for a moment they do, they're like, oh, he's going to be like, uh, I'm the husband, I'm in charge. He's like, and he's like, alone. Yeah. Ah, that's the charming we know. He does bring up, I feel like they try to address a little bit that thing that bothers you so much about like, she let Regina, she wanted to let Regina go. She oh, couldn't yep. kill Regina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, and now she's so worried about it all of a sudden again. Um, and Snow comes back with, she. last time she threatened us, this time she threatened the entire kingdom. I don't know why they didn't realize that that was what was going to occur. But but that's because you put it so she couldn't hurt you. So she went to her next logical play, which <laughs> yeah. is kill everyone else. Which is something you had seen already happen in the past because she had murdered an entire town where you said you could never forgive her. Yeah. This still doesn't make any damn sense. I 
I did really, the, the characterization of Snow and Charming here is so perfect, like, throughout the whole oh, episode. Yeah. She's just so determined. I think it's funny that when she tells Emma earlier, like, I see that you've inherited your father's tunnel vision. Um, Snow definitely, I mean, she didn't have tunnel vision. She doesn't have tunnel vision about some things, but when she's, like, determined to do a thing, she just, like, can't. Of the three, Snow has the worst tunnel vision. <laughs> In this episode, too. Uh, In the last episode. Remember the pan yeah. thing? Yeah. I, I love how she goes, um... She's like, well, how are we going to cut off her head now? Like, after the sword is broken? And Charming's like, well, we're not, Snow. We're, we're going to get out of here. <laughs> but she doesn't care. She's like, I just want the weapon to stop Regina. You're just like, maybe getting away from the Gorgon is the appropriate yeah. play here? It, oh, it, Snow. It, it's interesting that we're pulling on, like, Greek myths now, too. Um, well, because we pulled on Camelot. Uh earlier and we've pulled on greek myth so like it seems like the gods that we would call the gods are their legends but they're real well that's what i mean in greek myth that's what the gods are too yeah the gods are people that people interact with i mean they're not people but they're you can interact they're entities yeah um and snow is the medusa story like this is what Mm -hmm. this is how they defeat medusa in Mm -hmm. the story and she figures that out yeah, it was odd, though, that they went to, like, Greek mythology here. Mm-hmm. Because I feel, like, look, I like Greek mythology, but there are so many fairy tale stories I feel like you could go with that didn't require you to go into Greek mythology right now. It was an odd, it was an odd choice. Other than, I guess, setting up maybe what they want to do later. There were so many flashbacks we could have gone with that didn't require us to go here right now at or, all. Or, like, another storybook flashback would have been great. Yeah, it would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's more of the sexy talk, too. Uh, she oh. says she'll make it up to him, and he says, now that you mention it, I've got a few ideas. Also, even when they show up in the palace, he's, like, carrying her, which, as you noted, they've done a very good job of uh, Snow White's being hidden for the most part. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Goodwin is now pregnant with Josh Dallas's baby. <laughs> These two, their love transcends the page and the screen. You think they named their daughter Emma? No. Oh. It'd be kind of funny if they did. I can look up what their children's names don't, are. Don't do that. I don't need to know their children's names. That's just weird. <laughs> None of us should really know that. They have two children. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of get this lesson <laughs> that Snow has learned. Uh, I couldn't imagine bringing a child into the world where G- Regina is always a threat. But Regina will always be a problem. There will always be something else. We have to find the good moments between all of the bad ones. Let's have a baby! I, I both don't think she's wrong. And... Because they can't just they can't just live their lives. This like, lesson feels shoehorned. It does. Okay, so... This whole lesson, the moments thing, yeah. is is a theme of the musical Into the Woods. They are clearly referencing it throughout the entire episode. Um, There are many, many lines that that are drawn directly from lyrics from the songs in that. But the interesting thing is that the lesson that comes out of that as the theme is there are people in the story who just live moment to moment Mm -hmm. and they learn that you can't live like that. If you only lived moment to moment, how would you ever know that you had a life? Like they wouldn't connect. There would be no meaning. Opposite of what they're talking about here. (laughs) So it's like both a cool reference and I'm like, but you didn't didn't get it. 
I guess this season has been all about inversion. Peter Pan being, you know, instead of just a hero is the ultimate villain. Yeah. So we're flipping everything on its head. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it was just out of place. Like, I don't even think it was bad. I, I just think this flashback yeah. was out of place. I don't think the lesson made a ton of sense. One of the things, like, you know, I, I don't know. I like the evil queen, the the flashback at least. I didn't like, though, like, Snow seeing that side of Regina makes everything else seem bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watched her kill an entire town brutally, there's no way you stop her execution. Like, she, she even says, I could never forgive her because what she did is horrific. And then, like, we have episodes like this, and you're just like, okay, it, now the first part made sense, but I don't. It just was weird. It was just odd. And also, the showrunners just ask a lot of us to follow the timeline of the flashbacks. It, it move on at this. And point. it it works okay when we can't, when it's hard for us to place it in the flashback. If what is happening in the flashback is directly influencing what's happening in the in the present, correct. But that wasn't the case here. Nope. So it's we just like have all of these this information about Snow and Charming that we like can't place in time anywhere. And it, like you said, it doesn't help me with anything with Snow yeah. and Charming. I already know this about them. Yeah. It was unnecessary. Uh, either do this earlier, or just honestly, let's just not do this. But before we move on, one uh, comic relief that I uh, appreciated. Mm-hmm. Grumpy. Love when they actually use him as comic relief. I love how instead of thin walls, he says thin masonry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is amazing. Also, what is there's a closed caption scene where he it says, like, Grumpy yells indistinctly or something like that. It's, like, early when they're, like, getting off the boat, and uh-huh. I burst out laughing. Anything else in the Enchanted Forest? No, I'm done talking about it. Okay. I'm going to apologize in advance for how fucking messy my nuts are for storybooks. Same. I, I think this was an episode where I was challenged by my organizing things by people because yep. there are so many people in this episode and they constantly are breaking off into small groups and then rejoining larger groups of people. This really lot. could have used like half of the characters. Yeah. And, and I don't necessarily mean, like, obviously they all arrive yeah. on the ship. It makes sense for, for there to be, like, an arrival scene where everyone's in it. But then they have all of the... There's just a lot. Okay, can we start with Ariel and Eric? Because they have yeah, a very small part. That's great. They reunite. They kiss. They're happy. After a funny visual gag of him chopping a fish's head off. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And Ariel just has this, like, oh, he's really mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> She's really beautiful. Yup. I actually, apparently I got nothing from this scene was, she's really beautiful, and he looks really good with stubble. That's what I wrote down. Oh my god, you are spending too much time with me. You're getting really <laughs> superficial. <laughs> uh, I mean, these characters are fairly superficial. Eric especially. I said, they reunite, but I have no further recollection about them at all in this series. Um, he, Ariel is in this series more. I'm sure she is, but that's how little of an impact she made on me. <laughs> But she is very pretty. She's pretty in the bell way, though. Like, they're beautiful. Yeah. That's it. That's all I needed to say. Yeah, that's thing. great. Um, then everyone arrives on the ship. Belle sees the ship arriving. What's One up? of the coolest visual effects. Oh, so cool. The ship just, like, coming down from the sky. I'm unsure how it softly lands right next to the dock. Hook's apparently amazing at piloting the ship. Well, he already himself. knew how to pilot. With his bosun, who is apparently on the ship. He had done this before, though, so yeah, that doesn't make true. sense. that's true. They've flown the... Why don't we come back to this? I truly will never understand. Well, they don't have it anymore. The, the shadow got away. 
It's not in the ship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trap it again. Steal somebody else's shadow. <gasps> just like, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. We got we to gotta take this because we just, we need to fly. What's George doing? Trap your shadow. We good. Mm. Wow, that's dark. Yep. Something I really loved about this scene, the music is like very hopeful and happy as they're all arriving. And then as soon as Belle and Rumpel look at each other, the music changes to their theme. And it's so beautiful. Um, This reminded me, you remember when Emma and Snow return and you get a similar music where they're hopeful. And then uh, Regina gets hit with that line of, well, congratulations, Mm -hmm. you've reunited mother and son, and maybe one day they'll invite you to dinner. Uh It's about the same thing. Like, once again, everyone has someone to come home to, and Regina's just standing there alone. But things are different this time. They are different this time. But at Uh, first, it feels the exact same. Yeah, it does. You can see, like, even, she doesn't even look happy to be back, Mm -hmm. um, because she kind of is expecting... Back to The whole thing that she was living for now has happened, and she was kind of expecting things to go back to normal. And... Uh, Snow says that thing where she's like, yeah, we owe a lot of this to Regina. She helped save all of us. Um, this feels like redemption, finally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they kind of invite her in. Yeah. Uh, I know Emma is a little weird about he- the Henry situation, but like she lets Henry go home with Regina. Or Penry. <laughs> Pan in Henry's body is Penry, and Henry in Pan's body is Han. In case you were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things I've always said about Regina is that I don't like when they try to give redemption without earning it. Well, she finally earned it. Mm-hmm. And so it feels... Now I actually feel sorry for her. Is that Because the point what she said is that, like, what if these people never see me as anything but a monster? Even when I'm trying to do the right thing. And did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I will say I'm not a big fan of the... Emma Regina interactions here, and not that Emma was wrong because she had a gut feeling, but the way that they do it was like a. They try to they again position her as like the other woman, not that she's the other woman, but it's kind of like Regina takes it. They're trying to position her as jealous, exactly, and with, she's not actually she's not, jealous. But this is much like the Tamara thing. Yeah, they like do and to be fair, there probably is something there that the idea that Henry would have picked. Regina over Emma would bother her, much like when she picked Regina over Mary Margaret in Neverland, but they don't explore it. It's just like the jealousy thing, and you're like, stop putting her in this odd position, because it's not what we're going for. It's, yeah, it's weird. Um, Yeah. And I feel like Regina and Emma have reached, like, a pretty good place in their relationship, and this kind of... Backslide. Backslide quite a lot. Um, And Emma actually doesn't, she, she's... Instantly suspicious of Henry's behavior when he asked to spend the night at Regina's, but she doesn't say anything, probably no. because she's like, you know, like this could be anything, like, I, I have my own feelings about this, whatever. He got his heart ripped out, And too. the reason that she says something to Snow is Henry's weird behavior with the storybook. But why didn't you say that to Regina? I, I don't know. All you know. had to say was, look, I don't know if it's anything, but the book that I know he loves... He looked like he had never seen it before, and that's weird. Yeah. Even even if you say nothing else, just go, I saw this, keep an eye out for it. Well, and if she had done that, because Regina was also suspicious when he asked her about her vault. Yep. And she was like, you know that my vault is here. But then she, like she says this later, I just completely rationalized because I, like, I saw what I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. But if she had been told that by Emma, or if Snow and Charming hadn't been like, oh, Emma, stop being so jealous, um, things might have been different. And this isn't a world of normal. Like, you have to be on the lookout for weird, bizarre shit. Yeah. 
And Regina kind of lashes out, like, you can't face the fact that I'm his mother, too. Mm-hmm. And Emma, Emma's like, it's not about you. Like, this isn't about you. And no one believes her. I will say, though, remember how I thought the previous conversation where I said, this is not the appropriate time for this? Mm. I just didn't think it was necessary. And Regina probably remembers that conversation. Like, you're always trying to correct me on that, like, whether yeah. it's my son or not. Like, it does make Emma seem, from Regina's perspective, that she's jealous. And, you know, Emma's never been the one who'd been rejected. Regina's been rejected by Henry plenty of times, but it's never been other than, I guess, when she was mad. When he was mad about But he didn't go to uh, Regina, so Regina's never seen that. Okay, I have so much next. Yeah. uh, We're already talking about Henry. We, I got Emma and Henry covered. How about, can we go hook and kneel real quick? Yeah, great. I'm so done with their pissing contest. <laughs> I feel like this was the opposite of a pissing contest. I actually, I actually kind of like this. Let me explain to you something about men. When a man says, I'm backing off because I believe you're going to fuck it up, it's still a pissing contest. I, I recognize that it's still a pissing contest. Oh, okay, contest. cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> but I, 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 st- I still, like, he, he's, he's not going to try until Neil fucks it up. You don't believe me. Okay, fine. I don't believe I that. also just really like that line. The, when he <laughs> let his parents have a fair shot without a devilishly handsome pirate yeah. standing in the way. And then Neil is like, are you serious? <laughs> Hook says, I'm seriously devilishly handsome, yes. Also, it certainly implies that the only reason you two might work is because I've chosen to step aside. Mm-hmm. It's a pissing contest. I didn't say that you were wrong. Oh, I just, okay. they're not arguing. Like, I think that that's like the, they've kind of reached this like agreement of like, we're friends and like, we're going to let her figure this out. Hmm. I don't know that I got that from this episode, but okay. We can talk about that when Tinkerbell enters the scene. Yeah, we can talk about that now. That was, he's, Hook is uh, struggling with this choice that he has made. Do you believe that he's truly made that choice to step aside? Because he very clearly tries to make Emma jealous there. He does the look of extreme frustration on Tinkerbell's face when Emma asks, like, were you two? And Tink instantly is like, no. And Hook is like, perhaps. And Tinkerbell's whole face, like, it was amazing. They've definitely slept together. Yes, they definitely have. Um, She's just so annoyed. She's like, this fucking guy. This fucking guy. Does this seem like the kind of man, though, who's actually stepping aside? I don't... I mean, he's not actively doing anything. He's actively trying to make her jealous. Is that not doing something? I don't know. That seems like pursuing someone, in my opinion. All right, fine. I, I missed when I like hooked in Neverland. It was a little bit better. Didn't take long. Uh, um, and poor, poor Neil tries to ask Emma on a date, and she's just not having any of it. I just... I... I I would much rather watch the scenes with Neil getting to reconnect with Rumple and Belle. And, like, uh, give me a Neil and Belle scene where it's like, so what's my dad been like? He should have, real, like, okay, he's forgiven him. They should have a real conversation about, like, well, I've seen many yeah. sides of your father. No, I agree with that. I don't care about Neil and Emma. I did really like the Emma and Charming conversation that, that was came fantastic. out. It was both funny and heartfelt. Um, it was hilarious. And I like that Snow was going to go talk, talk to Emma and Charming was like, no, no. I got this. Remember I said this back in Neverland, that I'd rather Charming and Emma be the one to have the conversation instead of Snow, because Charming is much more mm-hmm. like Emma. In this conversation is kind of what I was talking about. This was funny, but it was still heartfelt. I mean, one of the best 
like things he said is kind of at the end when he's talking about like uh, she's like is there another reason that you're trying to push me towards Neil he's like what you think I'm interested in Hook I'm a married man <laughs> That's just, he makes like two or three dad jokes so good it's just funny excellent They're, dad joke yeah he also makes that joke which it was like less actually funny and more like dad ultra joke. dad joke oh, yeah. but he when um when she says like she doesn't want to have lunch with Neil or something and he's like why does he eat with his mouth open <laughs> Dad joke. But this is, so this, when we get this David, this is charming. Like, this is the part of Emma that I actually really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, and and Emma, so this is what was odd to me. It, it sounded like she was implying that she didn't have time to go on a date because she had a weird feeling about um, Penry, <laughs> which is clear putting up walls and deflecting. Everyone sees through that. I, I agree. Like she's She definitely is, like, emotionally walling herself up. Yes. Or the reasons that she explained to Neil in the Echo Cave. Yeah. Um, but she, I also think that she isn't lying. Like, she says that to her parents later. Like, not necessarily about Neil, just about, like, anything. Like, I am the savior, and this, I, I just don't get a day off. Like, I have to do this all the time. I'm, there's truth of the word and then there's truth of the heart yes she she's definitely like blocking out neil because she's worried about him breaking her heart but she also is like i ain't got time for this (laughs) yes you can certainly phrase it in a manner that makes it sound like you're just too busy on it but that is not really the full reason yeah um also i like that david's pretty honest about like yeah regina was there when you weren't like that i don't know that anyone's really ever said that to her like look for 10 years that was his mom so it is logical Mm -hmm. that he might say i want to go and spend time with the woman who come for me when i had a nightmare when i woke up scared when i was hungry when i felt sick like it's true sorry that you have to accept that that is his mother too that just makes me want a flashback of before henry thought she was the evil queen so badly or like the day he found out Mm-hmm. I give me the day before and the day after. That would be amazing. Yep, would have been perfect here, actually. Um, can we jump back to Snow Charming and Rumpled and Grannies? Absolutely. Um, is this earlier or later? This is earlier. Okay. So he delivers the po- oh yes. potion. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he says he doesn't need to be paid for it. He's uh, he's just doing it out of the goodness of his heart. But he does say, but we are family now, so I'm sure, I'm sure should I ever need a favor, you'd be more than receptive. I actually think that, while I think that line sometimes could have come off menacing. Oh, I didn't think it was menacing at all. No, I don't think it does, but I think it's one of those things that, like I said, I think he does respect Charming. He does. Because he's gone to him before and asked, like, I just need your help. And at first, Charming tells him to go kick rocks, but then he's like, okay, I'll do it, because he's just that kind of guy. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that they have an understanding. They're like, if I really need your help, you'll be there to help me. Yeah. Not because I'm going to force you, but because you want to. I think Charming would be more likely to help if he was asked and not forced to do so. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that 100%. I think it's also the fact that, like, it, it probably is confusing to Rumple that Charming is willing to do something with no strings attached. Mm-hmm. Because Rumpel only can really get things done by forcing people to do it, whereas Charming just convinces people to help. Yeah. And the, when Charming says thank you, I have never heard words full of more respect than at that moment. Yeah. They've, they've come a long way. They have. Also, I know you love the trope of um, 
when Charmaine gives Rumple dating advice. And this wasn't that, but it was the same kind of like the two grandfathers connecting. Yeah. Well, and Rumple learned something from Charmaine oh, yeah. in this and other people, but this is a very charming trait to help people just because they ask. Though part of this was admittedly demanded by Neil. It was, yeah. He didn't have to honor it, but he was going to. Well, and later when they go to the shop and Rumple's like, we're closed for the day. I'm going home with Belle. And Belle's like, Rumple, <laughs> like, come on. And he's like, okay. I mean, you're getting in the way of the man's city council meeting. So it's you, true. This better be There's urgent. a lot of getting in the way of city council meetings here. In oh. the, right after Charming drinks the potion, he says, well, I maybe." I'm thinking maybe we could get started on that baby. And then Snow gets this horrified look on her face and he's like, what? What? What, what did I say? And then she's just because she saw Neil sitting alone. Oh, at first I thought it was like, is that not what you wanted to no, do? No, it is definitely what she wants to do. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Also, the scene where Belle is talking about like, well, you know, you're, you've kind of completed your previous past life mission. Where do you want to go forward? And I'm like, I know exactly where he wants to go right now. <laughs> he hasn't seen you in I don't know how long. I think it's like two weeks. Okay. Yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> I mean, two, and it was a long two weeks. Yes, it was. Man was also trapped in Pandora's box for a little bit, so. He was, he was. What do you do in Pandora's box? I don't, I, that's what I was curious about. I would love to have seen, is it like um, the sleeping curse where you're just in a blank black room? I mean, the only other instance I can... I mean, obviously, there's, like, the stories of Pandora's box, but in the the Tomb Raider movie, the Laura Croft Tomb Raider movie, where they have the Pandora's box. The one or the new uh-huh. one? Okay. Um, they have Pandora's box, and it's full of, like, all of your worst nightmares. <laughs> so maybe that's what's in there. Oh, oh. <laughs> Terrible. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. I have so, so many places to go. So he's just go. reliving the day that he lost Bay. Probably. Over over, over. over. He's just letting go over oh. and over and over again. Horrifying. Jumping back to return celebration at Granny's, we get that conversation between Tink, Blue, and Regina. Before we go on, does this mean that your Once Upon a Time Pandora's box is just the Screaming Red Room over and over and over again? There's got to be something I I hate more than the Screaming Red Room, but for now, that's what it is. I haven't seen it yet! (laughs) Okay, continue. Uh, So Regina is standing up to Blue for Tink. Uh, she's trying, She's she helped us. She earned her wings back. And Blue says, I can't. <laughs> of course. Of course you can't. Uh, and she says, you don't believe in yourself. How can I believe in you if you can't even do that? What has gone wrong in your life, Blue, that even the evil queen is on the side of good here and you're not? And why is she so bad at magic if she's so good at magic? Why is she so bad? I don't know. It's a good question. And she does nothing when the shadow steals her shadow. She just screams. Like, she's she's the fucking blue fairy. She should be able to do something. Story of her entire character? I, I cheered. I hate the Blue Fairy. I know, but I just don't understand. I'm She's like, why worth, did you do something? She has done one good thing this entire series, which is give Belle her memories back. That's it. It's the only thing she's ever accomplished. Everything else, she's basically been ruined. Yeah. Like she's the one who runs her mouth about the curse. She's the one who puts stupid stipulations on Pinocchio. I mean, it's just like, she's the worst. She's the worst. On the Mount Rushmore villains, she's up there. I think, I'm, I think she's like Darth Jar Jar. She's really bad. Dark charge. Uh, let me see. Yeah, my my notes are all over the place. The hook and tink we really already talked about. Yeah. 
I think we're oh Regina and Henry. I definitely want to talk. Yeah, about I that. have. I basically what I have left is Regina and Henry, and then the like the town line. the town line. That's all I situation. really need to talk about. Um, let's talk about Penry and Phoenix real quick. Penry and Phoenix. Fe- Felix, <laughs> not Phoenix. I don't know why I said that. Um, Penry and Felix. Okay. Jared S. Gilmore does an unbelievable job of just being sinister this episode. When Regina. Like, after she gets the call that something happened with Blue, and she runs into his room, and he's reading the book, and she's like, something's happened. We have to go. And he just gets this, like, look on his face. Well, also, you even pointed out when they're in the vault, and you're looking at him, he, like, does a good job of making his eyes. He looks dead. His eyes. Yeah, he's, like, got dead eyes. Yeah, it's almost like he's just sitting there. Like, you can just tell. I mean, Incredible. it's really. I always thought I couldn't stand Henry, and I was like, I actually really enjoy him no, more he's than I great. thought. Um, when he talks about better than I ever imagined, you know, like, how's it feel to be home? And you're like, oh, this is twisted. Yeah. Yeah, and he releases the shadow, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's just, all of it. All of it's fantastic. Felix is such a great sidekick. I mean, it reminds me of Regina and Sydney, Like, just how Felix will do anything for Pan. Mm-hmm. Anything and everything. Anything at all. That will be important. Yes, it will. Okay. Uh, do you want to go to Regina and Henry? Sure. Poor Regina has been tricked by Henry, and I put that in quotes, both Penry or Senry, shall we say? Cora as Henry. <laughs> yeah. Twice. Kenry. Kenry. That's better. Is it Kenry? Let's, Ken, Kenry and Penry have tricked poor Regina two times. Both times she thought she was bonding with her son, protecting, or just like, you know, grieving. Nope. Wrong. I just think if you see that little boy in your vault, you run. Poof out of there. I wanted to believe him so badly. I missed all the signs. Do I even look like him? Well, in this case, yes. Yes, he does look like him. But does he even act like him? No. No. But she could have used that information that Emma had. Yeah. She's really rationalizing his behavior. Yeah. And not knowing about the vault is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Again, though, why would you push it when your son finally wants to be with you? Yeah. I, I, do, I mean, it's the same way that Rumpel was like, you know what? My son's here. I'm going to see what I want to see. It's annoying, though. And this is kind of to your point. They tell Emma that she's the one that's imagining things, but they don't have anything to say about re- the situation with Regina. <sighs> it doesn't make sense. Sometimes they are insufferable. Yeah. I just Because it's like, they actually, like, Emma... Should have gotten an apology kind of the way Regina did. The Charmings also should have been like, yeah, our bad. We just assumed it was all in your head, Emma. Yeah. Definitely should have listened to Emma here. No question about yeah, that. Yeah, this is a you should have listened to Emma moment for sure. Moments, Mo- actually. The, the entire episode. Many moments. Um, uh, so going back to what we were talking about outside the pawn shop, Emma is somehow able to convince him that we should take the chance of opening this box and letting Pan out. Was he able? Was she able to convince him by saying, "Because I want to kill him"? I think so. Because it sounded like I want to deal with this. Yeah, that's what she said. That's what she said. Was she going to execute Peter Pan? I think so. I think she was. It's pretty dark. Would that not have darkened her heart? That is cold-blooded yeah, murder. Yeah, it probably would have. Damn. Um, what happens when the savior gets a dark heart? I don't know. Also. Yeah, I guess they know he's an adult, but you're still looking at a child. Yeah, that's hard to hard to get over. Well, and it's interesting because she says that at, at his shop, and then they take two cars to the town line, 
And it seemed like they hadn't figured out the logistics of how they were going to be handling this. I think Rumple thought he was going to be the one doing the deed. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Rumple too. He brought his shawl so yeah. that he could step over the line. And he keeps his magic when he goes over the line. He does not keep his magic when he oh, goes over the line. Oh, I thought he does. No, he doesn't. That's why Emma convinced him that she that makes to more be the sense one to then. go over. Okay. Um, but he has his magic as long as he stays behind the line. Yes. Okay. He would keep his memories if he went over the line, but not. And once again, too close. They're yeah. all standing too close. Wait, well, too actually, close. Snow and Charming actually are a little bit further back. Belle should be sitting in the car, feet away in the car. Yeah. <laughs> there could be a speeding car coming. Too close. Yeah, way too close. Uh, I also like Rumpel. Still doesn't seem quite convinced. Like she's like the real world is my expertise. Like she decides she's gonna do it. She pulls out the gun. <laughs> she says, "You're welcome to pick up the pieces if I fail." Not she wrong. also instantly cocks the gun as soon as he comes well, out Well, yeah, box. I would too. This motherfucker's terrifying. Yeah. And she holds that gun on him even when she thinks that it might be Henry. And he doesn't flinch. He doesn't. Which is impressive because your mom thinks you're... I think he knows that she won't shoot him. Yeah, except for you're in the body of the I guy know, that you know but you... But I, I think he might think that she won't shoot Pan. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be hard to pull the trigger. But she, he knows Rumple will. Yeah. We pull in the moments thing again. So she kind of mm-hmm. listened to what her father mm-hmm. said. Life is made. Because they're, they're worried. He's like listing off facts. And they're Things like, well, that you could discern. Anybody could know that. And she says, well, life is made of more than that. There are moments. He can't possibly know all of them. Mm-hmm. And then they have that really nice exchange. Yep. She asked the first time that they really connected. And he talks about at the castle when she talked about how yep. her family gave her up when she was three. That really sad moment about how they gave her back. The worst moment. Yeah. Um, and how he feels he feels like he has no hope and like he lives in a world where no one loves him. Um, and it convinces her. She's sure. And Rumpel's sure, too. Yeah. He he honestly, you see him take a step back and he it's basically him going, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, he feels bad. Well, and he got tricked by Pan yeah. again. he again. couldn't beat his father. Well, and that was like his whole thing. Like he wanted to save Henry and he almost fucked up. Mm-hmm. He almost fucked well, up. And it's like, I'm not done with him yet. Yeah. I also Rumpel apologizes to Henry. To Han. Pa- Han. To <laughs> Han. And Han or immediately is like, Yeah, I would have done the same thing too. I get it. This boy is way more forgiving than anyone has any right to be. But you try I to mean, there's that. no way that anyone would have known that Pan did that. You're right. And yet, He's how many 11. How many scenarios have we seen where people have been put in impossible situations and people, like, Emma can't forgive her parents for what happened. It's true. I also really liked when they were walking to the vault and Henry Pan is talking to Rumpel. And he's like, well, if you have to throw a fireball or something, at least avoid the face. That was... Amazing. That is absolutely what an 11 year old would say. That's what I would say. Like, just stay away from the face, please. Stay away from the pretty face. Yeah, don't hit the moneymaker. I like when they bring the comedy. I really think the show shines when they do. And it doesn't have to be a lot of it, just like a little bit here and there. Witty is is good. Well, and also, like, it's, it's, it's comedy and like a ridiculous moment. Like, they're talking about trying to stop the most dangerous villain ever, and his first thought is, please don't hurt my face. It's good. Um, also, Emma makes a pretty hilarious pun when she they're coming back to town line. She's like, please don't incinerate us. <laughs> so those moments, I, I actually don't think Jennifer Morrison acted that scene very well about the whole her and Henry. Like, it was came off a bit wooden to me. But I do think she does a good job when she's trying to do, like, the funny, like, the straight woman quote. Mm-hmm. That's where she shines, where it's like, hey, hey, don't murder us. <laughs> 
Please don't. Yeah, kind of like when she's We're telling good. Regina, like, yeah, sorry, I didn't have time. I was trying to stop you from murdering me and my whole family. She does that very well. I'm good. I'm good, too. Okay. These notes were all over the place. Favorite moment. I got two. I also have two. Are they both involving Charming? They are both lines spoken by Charming. Is one of them his dad jokes? Uh, you think I'm interested in Hook? Emma, I'm a married man. That's one of mine. Excellent delivery. Excellent delivery. I think our other one is different. Okay, go. Um, but if you think that, if you think like that, you miss out. There's more to life than looking for the next fight. Life is made up of moments. Good ones, bad ones, but they're all worth living. Wow, it is a bastardization of what that line is meant to mean from the quotes that they pulled from Into the Woods. I actually, I think that that is true. Like, you can't just stop living your life because sometimes there are bad moments. You have yeah, to Yeah, if your life is ruled by fear, yeah. you won't really get to do anything. R.I.P. Stephen Sondheim. You oh. run into the woods. Oh, okay. Um, I went more of a comedic moment. Of course you did. Snow White really thought she had the greatest deception plan of all time and was running into the woods. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. And Charming just being like... <laughs> and then she tries to like, how did you know? I know you. That to me is their relationship in a nutshell. I also, my third one was, you robbed me and hit me over the head with a rock. I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> that is, that's a great one. Yeah. Just charming accepting Snow for who she is and not being resentful about it. He's like, yeah, you're always going to try to do this kind of dumb shit. Uh, most ridiculous moment. It's actually very related to that. Snow White, you really thought you were going to sneak charming, you are going to sneak by charming the Avenger? Yep. He's good at everything. It's true. Come on. Come on. I have two. Hmm. The first one, I don't, it's not really ridiculous. I just didn't really know where else to put it. So here it is. Um, when Regina says, I love you to Henry, to to Penry, and he says, I know, that's why this was so easy. <laughs> it just, the delivery of it was great. Like, Regina shouldn't have fallen for that. So I guess that is, like, in some ways the ridiculous thread. It wasn't a favorite moment. It wasn't, like, I just didn't know where else to put it. So here it is. I mean, she's knocked out when he says that. Yeah. But yeah, you're, it had a very Star Wars feel to me. It did. I love you. I know you do. <laughs> That's why this was so easy. Yeah. And my second one is Blue just running and screaming from the shadow. Oh. She's that... the Blue Fairy. She's supposed to be able to do everything, and she can't do anything at all. <laughs> why? Why can't she do anything? I do have a second most ridiculous moment. Emma, just communicate with Regina. Yeah. You've gotten actually pretty good at this. You went through Neverland together. <laughs> just tell her, hey, something's weird. He doesn't recognize his story book. Well, that is a good tie to my losers, who are Regina and Emma. Yeah. Um, Regina specifically, because she just got so tricked here. Mm -hmm. Um, And she feels so stupid. And she feels like he doesn't love her. Yeah. Um, And Emma, because she didn't just communicate it, she's completely walling herself off. And I think that conversation she has with her parents where she says, like... I don't get a day off. She's like accepting that she's the savior, but now she's seeing it as this humongous burden and she feels like she can't live her life because of it. Yeah. So like before I thought she was rejecting the savior. Now I'm like, she's just seeing it as a curse, which is probably worse. Uh, Yeah. My losers are those two for all the reasons you described. It was just, this was, this was not a good moment for moms. Um, I did cry once in this episode. Um, when Regina says, I wanted to believe him so badly, I missed all the signs. I wanted to believe he still needed me to be his mother. And then he says, I still do. 
Oh, I'm crying just talking about it. When Han says it? Yeah, when Han says it. Winner? Peter Pan. Ops. Only? Only one? Only one. Peter Pan. I have two winners. Okay, who's your other winner? Obviously Peter Pan. Um, Henry. Gets out of, gets out of the, box. the box. What's in the box? <laughs> uh, me doesn't die. Because Emma was ready to shoot him dead. Yep, that's a good one. Those are very important things. Yeah. To be free of Pandora's box and then not die. And and it does show that he and Emma do have a great connection. Because that's he true. was able to convince her at gunpoint yeah. okay. that... Hey, I'll take that. I got this moment. Peter Pan, obviously, winner because he got exactly what he wanted. And he, like, he didn't plan that. He just was like, well, there's going to be magic here and I'm going to figure out something. And then he figures it out and he takes it. He is so much like Rumple. So much. Um, one other Regina thing that we didn't talk about, another reason why she is a loser. Uh, Rumple is like, you didn't keep it in here, did you? Like, he can feel the, the, like, residue of the scroll the scroll that contains the dark curse oh i thought he just looked and knew no he felt been. it uh, uh where else would she keep it though right where else would she keep it um i guess he's saying he would have hidden it away better yes like his dagger like his dagger yeah. um but she now now things are fucked i almost chose everyone as the loser but it seems like that's going to be the case in the next episode yeah <laughs> it's interesting so i remember you know, because we're kind of like done with this episode. I remember thinking, like, God, it's ridiculous that they go back to the curse so much. Because this isn't even the first time they've talked about casting a curse again. Regina went to go do it. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think Henry is... Is that the Boom Goes the Dynamite episode? That's a different curse, though. Sure. But it's still a dark curse. I mean, whatever. No, it's not the dark curse. She was just going to cast a, like, love spell on Henry. Well, there was that one. I'm talking about the one... Oh, not the curse. I guess I'm thinking of the trigger. Where she goes and like, oh, yeah. where he goes, what's going to happen to them? Well, they die. <laughs> Which yeah. is basically the same as a dark curse. Other than I guess they all die, but similar principle. That's true. Um, but yeah, it doesn't feel as ridiculous. And maybe it's because we talk about it and it's not watching. But it's like, yeah, actually, a lot of these still make sense why people are casting them for what the reason yeah. they want. It's we, a show about magic. Of course people cast curses. If we get... Skull Island in Neverland or in Storybrooke. I am fucking in. <laughs> it's very cool. It looks so cool. I want it. I want it back. And I need more shadow talking, by the way. Yeah, the shadow talking is great. Uh, so next week we're going to watch Going Home, which is episode 11. What are you looking forward to? So according to IMDb, this is what the second highest rated episode ever in the series. Yeah. I don't remember it that well. Maybe it's great. Uh, this could be a top 10 episode. I doubt it's going to be in my top 5. Probably going to be in the top 10. It's probably going to be the episode that makes me the most sad. Yeah. Um, uh, I love the next episode. I Yeah, top 10. Probably not top 5. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a really good episode. And I, I want to know what's going to happen with this curse. Yeah. And I'm also kind of invested in this new Emma situation too. Where like just gonna keep saving people and not live your life you're not gonna take the lesson that you tried to repeat to henry <laughs> i'm also like sad mm-hmm. it's sad well i'm sad for a different reason the next episode is essentially the end of what i love about once upon a time mm. okay. we, we don't reach these heights anymore i think 4b is really good it's fun it's it's entertaining but a bunch of dumb shit happens in the next 
two half seasons where I'm just like, oh, what the fuck is going on right now? I don't like the way the characters are positioned. I get real frustrated at the belt. Like, I still like Bell and Rumpel. I'm going to really miss enjoying their relationship. Um, I don't feel the same way that you do. I think that the... I'm not sure we will ever get a story arc that that is this good again and a villain. We never do. But I think that the moments with the characters are still very good. I think one character still has a really good thread. I think the rest of them actually suffer for the rest of the show. No, I don't believe that. I know you don't. You also thought Snow belonged to Neverland when we started this season. You convinced me that I was wrong. Please don't convince me that I that this show that I love is bad. <laughs> I just much like Rumple, I just wanted to hear you say that. I see, I see. It's not I wouldn't say that it's bad. It just it's like if you've watched West Wing. It peaks around season two to three, and you're like, yeah, it's still good. There are good moments after that, but you're not getting two two cathedrals anymore. Like that's just it's over. Life is made of moments. Every now and then, a bad one. Yeah, we call those bad moments four A. Uh, okay. I hate four A. In case you guys can't tell. <laughs> Please be sure to join us next time when we watch season three, episode eleven, "Going Home." And we will see you next time.